I'm not on. Now I am. Good morning, everybody. It's, uh, it's good to see everyone this morning. I see we have uh, a few vacant seats here and there. Uh, but uh, just wanted to uh, welcome everyone to our the 5th of July service of the Liberty Baptist Church. So hope everyone had a, a wonderful 4th of July. Uh, yesterday, I was actually planning on, it occurred to me only like yesterday that today was the 4th of July and sometimes we sing 4th of July songs, etc. but this is it. This is the, our 4th of July service and we want to welcome everyone here. <laughs> um, that's right, and I have my 4th of July tie on. So, things are right with the world now. So, uh, I just want to uh, thank everyone that was able to be at the uh, business meeting on Thursday night. We had a good turnout and a lot of uh, good discussions, and we just thank you for uh, the everyone that was able to be there and to discuss the the different topics that uh, needed to be brought up and uh, one of the topics I'd like to bring up this morning uh, was the fact that we needed another additional sum of money uh, to go with what we currently have uh, to finish off the majority of the of the building we may not be a hundred percent there uh, but one of the things that we were trying to do uh, was to um, take a one-time um, one-time gift or distribution from the trust fund instead of doing it every year uh, and so we were told to begin with that we weren't able to but uh, we went back and forth between the main community foundation and so they said that uh, they would be able to give us uh, $20,000 from the trust fund to go towards the uh, uh, building and so that was a, a real answer to prayer, and uh, I was excited about that. And so just want to thank the Lord for that. And uh, so that should get us uh, fairly close to, uh, to what we need. So we just praise the Lord for that. Uh, we have had uh, quite a bit. We have the uh, um, um, most of the, a lot of the work done upstairs, and uh, we're hoping to have the uh, uh, electrical and the painting and all that done upstairs fairly soon and the bathroom has been roughed in, and uh, so things are moving along swimmingly. And uh, so uh, in, in line with that uh, conversation, uh, if you've not been able to, or if you haven't thought of it, or would like to um, um, give on your own uh, to kind of help the, um, I know there are some that are giving to the uh, building fund uh, regularly or somewhat regularly, um, but if you have not uh, had a chance to do that and be a part of that and you're able to, uh, we would encourage people to be uh, thinking about that uh, to make sure that we're able to get everything finished out there. Uh, so just praise the Lord for all of the encouragement out there. Uh, last an announcement that I'm aware of is we will be having communion this morning and we prayed about this and considered it and we've tried to take uh, precautions as far as uh, the deacons wearing gloves and masks and things like that. Uh, but if you do not feel comfortable in taking communion, uh, please don't feel badly, don't feel uncomfortable. Um, it's cool. So uh, if you don't feel like it this morning, that's fine. And hopefully in the next uh, few months, uh, things will continue to get back to normal. Uh, any other announcements this morning that need to be made? Six o'clock missions team this Wednesday. Okay. At the Parsonage. Excellent. Excellent. Any other announcements this morning? Bring cookies. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you have given to us. And we realize that every day belongs to you. And, uh, and it's important how we spend our days and whether we're serving ourselves or whether we're serving you. I mean, just thank you that we can be here in this church this morning. We thank you for this country that you have allowed us to have for over 200 years. And we're thankful for that. And we see so much uh, chaos and discontent 
and uh, fear in our country today. But we realize that you are on the throne. And although it is disconcerting and sometimes troubling, we can trust in you in, in the big things and the small things and whatever things we have. And so we thank you for that. We thank you again for our country, for those that have uh, fought and died and lived that we might have our freedom. And we just thank you for that. We pray that we would not take that for granted and that we would, uh, and that we would ourselves be willing to fight for the freedom of our country as we see things happening that uh, maybe shouldn't be. But we thank you for each and every one that is here this morning. We think of those that may not be able to be here because of the virus or because of illness or whatever the situation. We pray that you would bring them back soon. And we pray that you would watch over our church. We thank you for how things are going on the addition and for your watch care over us and providing over the years uh, for this to be done that we would uh, end up being debt free. And we're just so thankful for that, Lord, and seeing how you are working here in this little church. We pray that you would be an encouragement to us that you would revive our hearts and that we would uh, that we would have a desire each and every day to worship you we pray that your holy spirit would lead and guide this service this morning as steve brings the message and as we have communion we pray that everything that we say and do would be honoring to you in jesus precious name we pray amen amen our scripture reading this morning <clears throat> I have historically read uh, chronologically through the uh, book of Psalms for the last um, I think probably 20 years and uh, <clears throat> and uh, in the last few months we've kind of, or the last month or so we've kind of changed uh, a few different things and so uh, I will be reading uh, this morning, I will be reading just a couple of different uh, sections of scripture uh, to go along with the message. And the first uh, set of scripture is from Psalm 9. And we'll be reading from Psalm 9, uh, verse 17, and I'll read to the end of the chapter. And then we'll be reading uh, Psalm 33, starting in verse 12, if you want to stick your finger in there. Psalm 9. The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead, all the nations that forget God. But God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Arise, Lord, do not, do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know they are only mortal. Mm. Amen. And how, how fitting for uh, this time. And Psalm 33, <clears throat> and this is especially fitting. Verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven... The Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He, he is our hope, our help, and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord even as we put our hope in you. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word today. Amen. 
And now if you would turn with me to 548 and we'll stand and sing as the deer and then we will remain standing and turn to 572 blessed assurance. So let's stand and sing 548 if I can find it. <laughs> okay, got it. Here we are. 548, as the deer. Let's sing all three verses. <clears throat> Scripture reading this morning, uh, 572, is a fitting song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, Amen. Let's sing all three verses.
Amen. You may be seated. Good singing. Kevin, yes. I'd like to dedicate that song to Joyce Bell. And then we can Amen. I think that's a wonderful idea. Amen. Amen. We changed the songs, and I'm standing a little bit longer, and I'm a little winded here. So, excuse me. Um, Right now, um, I was I was wondering if uh, if Jane could come up here, please, and Steve. I was, uh, as many of you know, um, Steve and Jane are looking for a house, and they've been doing a lot of looking, and the, uh, the housing market uh, is pretty, pretty tight right now, and things are getting more expensive every day. And so Steve and Jane are looking for a house right now, and... Uh, for those of you that weren't in the business meeting uh, on Thursday night, or, uh, we had uh, voted uh, to give uh, Steve and Jane a gift uh, from our savings account uh, to go uh, towards the purchase of, of a house. And uh, I just want to say this morning that we all appreciate uh, Steve and Jane and all of their hard work over the last number of years and this is just a token of our appreciation. Now, I want to say one more thing. Uh, I'm not necessarily uh, a clapper in church, but let's all give uh, Steve and Jane uh, just a round of applause for our appreciation. And Steve and Jane, this is for you uh, towards the purchase of your house. And uh, thank you so much for your ministry here. And uh, you can all uh, thank Steve and Jane later. Thank you. Thank you. Give me a hug. Did you want to say anything, Steve? Would you like to say anything? You want to give me the bike? He, he, <laughs> he said he was at a loss for words. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you want to say something? Jane was just saying, keep it short. <laughs> we, it's amazing. We've been here uh, 14 years, uh, come this October. And I remember we were only supposed to be here for two Sundays. And uh, Dave Lambertson, one of the professors at the Bible College, was going to uh, uh, be the interim. And, uh, and the Lord had other plans. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, I wish I had another 14 years to give you. And uh, maybe we do, that's right, that's right. But. Uh, 
this, when I was first saved, the vision that I had of serving the Lord uh, was in a church just like this. Uh, I wanted to be uh, in a in a village where I could minister to not just our congregation, but to our uh, townspeople, so that they too would uh, come to know the Savior and, and 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 to be in the church with us. Well, the first church I did, I planted two churches when I was in college, and they're still going today, which is nice. And uh, then I went to Woolwich and spent 13 years there. And uh, uh, and then uh, out of ministry, pastoral ministry, for about five years, uh, but uh, worked with Broken Wing Ministries for those years and continue. But uh, this right here is what I had envisioned. And I, I, I said to the Lord, uh, recently that it it was this is a great way to leave here and go to heaven uh, is to have the privilege to serve you folks uh, here and we just love you all and you help to take care of Jane for, for me anything you want to say <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No We're leaving now. We're going to go out and spend some money. Again, thank you so much, uh, Steve and Jane. We really appreciate you guys. Um, and now, uh, would the ushers come forward for our tithes and our offerings? And we will be, uh, after the doxology, uh, we will remain standing uh, for hymn number 575. And so if the ushers would come forward, thank you. Our dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for your goodness to us and how you bless each one of us in so many ways with friends and family, most of all our salvation and for our country and for our jobs and your many, 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 many blessings that we can't even count. And this is just a small token of what you have given to us that we're giving back to you. But Lord, I pray that you would help us all to be generous in all that we do, in all that we have, in our effort to serve you as our Lord and Savior. So we pray that you would take this offering and that you would bless it and multiply it for your kingdom's sake. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And remain standing. <coughs> And we will sing, leaning on the everlasting arms. Amen. Let's just sing that. 
first and last verses. Amen. First and last. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Secure from all alarm, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. I'm still at a loss for words. Um, I, I do, um, I have two of the prayer requests here. Uh, and, and who, if I may ask, uh, who put these in this morning? Okay. Um, we just need to confer for a moment. there. So, um, putting everything in perspective, good. Uh, so we do have a couple of um, prayer requests, and a uh, uh, number of them there. Does anyone, did you forget to write that down and uh, put it in the offering plate? Yes, hon? Oh, isn't that neat? Look at that. Is that oak? Probably. More likely it's built in 1967. It was donated by Don Bowden, the music teacher from Mount Oh, wow. And she attended this church from the time she was little, right up through high school. She and I were in the choir together. And Wonderful. Her grandmother played at this church. Oh. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Makes me want to learn to you know, play that. Well, all right. If there aren't any more announcements, I'll put Clyde right there. Oh, and please pray. I don't know where my head is at because uh, when my granddaughter, our granddaughter, graduated from high school a few weeks back, we were up there for that, and I left my cane at the Augusta Walmart. So we had to buy another cane. Now, this is a, this is a, a promo for um, uh, uh, Rennie's. These are five bucks down at Rennie's. So anyway, I bought two because I lost another one early on. And, uh, but the cane we bought while we were away, I had it in my office. I walked from my office to the kitchen, and I can't find that cane. <laughs> Jane, who can find anything, it, she couldn't uh, find the cane either. 
So if, if you happen to see one limping around out there, just put it on the steps. Well, you know what? It's, it wasn't because I looked there too. So, well, let's look to the Lord then. Father, we do thank you for uh, the, just a great love that you give to us and that uh, your grace and your mercy that you extend to us. And Lord, we're just overwhelmed with that. And as we think of uh, our uh, our uh, country as we celebrate uh, the birthday yet again of our great nation, we thank you for how you have sustained us uh, all these years. Lord, we do want to pray for revival because that's the only thing that's going to save our country, that having you uh, uh, just stir up the people and that you would use us as you have in the past. And so, Lord, it, it, it's been 144 years, uh, 244 years that our country uh, declared its independence from Great Britain. And yet the beauty of that is today they are one of our greatest allies. So, Lord, we pray for our country, for the insane things that are going on, uh, wanting to defund the police. And it just shows you, Lord, just how uh, warped some people are. And, Lord, we just pray that you would uh, bring back sanity to our leaders. We pray for the unsaved, Lord, and the, and the backslidden, and, and those loved ones, Lord, that... Uh, we would love to see uh, uh, be saved. We pray for Andrea and uh, pray that she's doing well. And we pray, Lord, for um, Sarah Colbert. And we pray that you would uh, work in these situations. And Lord, we just ask also, uh, and we thank our church, Lord, so much for this gift that they bestowed upon us. and. Uh, and we're just thankful, Lord. We're just so grateful to this church, best ministry I've ever had. And I just thank you for that. And we pray for Paige, Lord. This, uh, uh, not Paige Wilson, but uh, uh, who was pregnant and uh, life choices. And I, I pray, Lord, that you'd be able and be willing to uh, use uh, Dottie and, and Luther and others in that in life to, to bring forth uh, uh, clarity and in, in to show your love uh, and mercy and grace and also uh, if she's not a believer that she would be one. So we thank you Lord for this time. We ask that you would uh, bless the rest of our service and we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. And by the way, um, uh, uh, Joyce Dow's um, graveside service was this past week, and uh, where uh, Joyce had lived with her son Randy, um, we, we just need to pray for the family there. Uh, because there was a lot of intense fellowship between brothers, and um, as a result, um, no one from the church could come to that. And I know that she would have loved to have all of you there. And uh, and yet, we just want to continue to pray for the family, uh, and that uh, during this time of their grieving, Lord, that you would, uh, especially with Randy, in uh, Noreen, that uh, you would uh, reach them uh, with the gospel. And I'm, I'm so grateful, Lord, that uh, uh, both Randy, and but especially Noreen, uh, Lord, she uh, had no use for me and, and uh, the church. Uh, and, and she came the, on the several times that I saw her, and she just hugged me. Uh, and, and Lord, uh, she has cancer. 
And so I just pray for her. And I pray that uh, there would be salvation. And I, when I asked if I could come and see them, that uh, she in both her and Randy agreed. And so I pray, Lord, for that. And we pray, Lord, that you would bless the time in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, because it is uh, uh, 4th of July weekend, uh, rather than taking and uh, uh, answering questions about uh, heaven, uh, today we're going to focus on uh, our nation and the things that we need to see happen. Uh, and uh, also just a reminder for all of you um, that uh, if you have a question about heaven, please write it down and give it to me or send it in email or text or something. And that way we would be able to uh, uh, answer those as well. And so our text today, the two that were read before, Psalm 917, the wicked will return to Sheol, even all the nations who forget God. In Psalm 33, verse 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. In 1811, the Supreme Court of the United States said this. This was a new ruling. Whatever strikes at the root of Christianity tends to destroy civil government. In 1892, it also ruled, our laws and institutions must necessarily be based on and must include the teaching of the Redeemer of mankind. Now that's the Supreme Court that said that. And how ironic it is that way back then that they were making uh, those proclamations in, in, in law only to have them overturned by later on uh, the uh, Supreme Court justices. That uh, John Quincy Adams on July 4th, 1837, uh, he made a speech that celebrated the 61st anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, he proclaimed to the inhabitants of the town of New Newburyport, these words. Why is it that next to the birthday of the Savior of the world, your most joyous and most venerated festival returns on this day? Speaking of uh, the 4th of July. Is it not that the Declaration of Independence first organized the social compact of the foundation of the Redeemer's mission upon earth? I want to read that part again because that's very important. Is it not the Declaration of Independence first organized the social compact on the foundation of the Redeemer's mission upon earth. And what was the Savior's mission upon earth? To seek and save that which is lost. And so, even though we see that way back then, we have had our country very slowly, incrementally, move further and further and further away from what our country was founded on. Now, today, we may give lip service uh, to God, but the missing ingredient today that made all the difference in society of generations ago was the public acknowledgement of faith in God. There are, uh, and I don't have to tell you this, there are all kinds of lawsuits uh, and things against Christians, and they're just further and further, and you, I'm sure, have seen it and recognized it, uh, that when they said that uh, uh, people of the same sex could be married, 
the Supreme Court ruling that that could happen, what happened then? All of a sudden, you had all of those just kind of swarm and get to the place where they wanted their due as well. Meaning, oh, and by the way, I remember many years ago, I spoke at an event um, that had to do with, uh, well, it, it was at the hands around the Capitol uh, many, many years ago, uh, that we can see that incrementally moving away from God and, and that uh, uh, the result has been that uh, we've just gone further and further to now we're in the place that we are today. Let me read again Psalm 33, 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. In other words, a nation who honors the one true God will experience his blessings of protection, uh, peace, provision, and stability. And yet we see, even in the last uh, few months, we have seen uh, uh, clues that tell us that God is not pleased with what's going on here. Now we see a worldwide pandemic, and I'll uh, speak on that a little bit more uh, in, in a few minutes. Uh, but it's, we have that, and that now, and you, you see that this uh, uh, George Floyd, uh, and, he, and he was killed by a, a police officer. Um, and, and I have to, and I have to say, and, and, and he never should have been killed, never, ever, ever should that have happened. Uh, and, uh, but I've not heard one word since the very first day about why he was arrested. Now he was arrested for trying to pass a counterfeit $20 bill. That's what he was arrested for. And uh, he went back in another time and tried to buy, and the guy, that, the owner of that store who was an immigrant from, I think, Afghanistan, he wouldn't let it go. And he says, no, I'm not gonna, and the guy wanted to buy cigarettes, and he said, no. He wanted real money for it. Well, they had to call the police and all of that. Uh, and, but that he would still be alive today if he had not um, tried to pass a counterfeit bill. And I started just looking back over the last several months. I've not heard anything except on that very first day about that. And it's a tragedy. And it is a tragedy on both counts. For George Floyd, we don't know uh, the condition of his soul. So I don't know exactly where he is. Uh, and also, uh, you know, for the police officer who you know that they're going to throw the book at this guy. That's the only thing that'll, that'll keep peace in our country. Uh, and, and yet uh, others have just used that to go smash windows. They actually have what was called professional protesters. They come in and they were training the people and uh, they went ahead of them in these, uh, these marches against uh, the police brutality. And what these professional protesters did is they were taking bats or whatever and breaking uh, the pane glass windows in these stores so it would make it easier for the looters to go in and do that and grab the things that they wanted. Now that's not right, but again, what the police officer did was not right either. Um, so. God will take care of us, and, and he does take care of us. Uh, and yet we see more and more, we see things like this happening in our country. And so, because if the nation that follows God will have his protection, his peace, provision, and stability, is a sure promise of an omnipotent God to any country that will fear him and reverence him. Uh, blessing was also given for one's favor on the nation of Israel. When Great Britain turned their back on Israel, and I say that loosely because uh, they're still in the game, so to speak, but the Great Britain in their power 
they went down uh, in terms of their um, being a world leader. But the United States shot right up because 15 minutes after, uh, 15 minutes after Israel had declared their independence and they said that they were a nation, good old Harry Truman, I got to tell you, he's one of my favorite, I have four favorite presidents and Harry Truman is one of them. Yes, he's a Democrat, but that's another story. <laughs> but he, I tell you what, if he was alive today, he'd be a Republican, as would John Kennedy and a, a bunch of others. But anyway, uh, because Harry Truman, 15 minutes later, acknowledged them as a state and that we, we won World War II, for the rest of the civilization, no one was gonna mess with us. And this is what Genesis 12:3 says. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You see, no nation on earth apart from Israel has had a greater spiritual heritage than the United States of America. Now, we have in the past uh, been a blessed people, but right now we're not. We are not a blessed nation because we have kicked God out of the school, out of the public forum, and as a result of that, all of those who lost their lives and fought so bravely for our independence in the Revolutionary War, all of them would be turning over in their graves today because of what our country has gone down to and that it's almost like they died for nothing. Now God has blessed America in many ways. We are a nation of rich natural uh, beauty. Uh, natural resources are abundant. And not only do we feed ourselves, but many of the lands uh, from our own bounty. Now, right now, we're in a pandemic. And it's not uh, just the United States. Worldwide. Worldwide. And, and you know, we, we have our little mass. I, I can't wait for them to open up. Uh, banks so you can walk in. I've always wanted to have a mask on walking <laughs> into a bank. Uh, but I mean this, this pandemic is a is it's a, a warning from God and there are people who would say no that's nothing to that and yet we, we see in our own country, those of us who are born again believers who have not just uh, read you know portions but have studied God's word we see the handwriting on the wall we can see what's going to be happening in the future and uh, in in the last year or so in studying uh, prophecy uh, from Daniel and Revelation things are really winding up here they really are now COVID-19 has killed as of when I checked yesterday, 127,202 people in the United States of America. Those are the ones who have died. And that doesn't include all the others that have it now. Uh, and especially around the world already, I think there's a million and a half people around the world that have died from this. And, uh, you know, we used to read about things like this in our history books and say, wow, that was a awful time and now here we are in the same thing so why were we such a blessed nation well it all started with Christopher Columbus he's a paisana of mine Peter Marshall some of you may remember Peter Marshall senior uh, he was a chaplain for the uh, Senate and uh, he died uh, and his son followed in his footsteps uh, as far as uh, being uh, a historian and bringing out all these different things that we have forgotten about. And um, uh, I, had, I had the privilege, of, I, I was on the board of directors for the Bible Society of Maine, and uh, uh, Peter Marshall came to uh, 
uh, to address um, us as a uh, well back in Portland and uh, and we had it at First Baptist Church in Portland in our new building and uh, but anyway uh, Peter Marshall wrote a book called The Light and the Glory and if you ever have a chance to read that I want to I want to commend that book to you this is what he said he says on every island at which they stopped meaning Columbus coming across um, Columbus had his men erect a large wooden cross as a token of Jesus Christ our Lord and in honor of the Christian faith. Now today, Christopher Columbus is vilified as a slave trader, and these things aren't true. But here's the thing, not many people will do the research, or if somebody does it, they won't believe it. And this is what's happened with Christopher Columbus. And, and by the way, we no longer have Columbus Day here in Maine. You know, there's several other um, states that are the same thing. We have changed it to Indigenous, Indigenous Peoples Day. And um, now I'm not saying that the Indians weren't here first. And I know I didn't call them by what the politically correct uh, name is today. However, uh, We are one of the states uh, that have changed and taken Christopher Columbus out. And, and here's the thing, you haven't seen any of us Italians going out there and smashing windows and, and burning buildings and things like that. They're trying to rewrite history. Now David Barton, uh, and I've spoken of him many times before, David Barton, um, founded Wall Builders. The very first book he wrote way back in 1976, I read, and it's called America to Pray or Not to Pray. And all he does is he takes the stats uh, in whatever government building that they keep all these things in, and he tracked uh, what was going on in our country since uh, they made, well, they took prayer out of school, and up to that time of 1976, and showed uh, how, because prayer was taken out of school, that uh, prior to that happening, you had a low crime rate to where, and now, because prayer was taken out of school, Bible reading taken out of school, that as a result, all of these things jacked up. And you see uh, things like, uh, pregnancy, you know, teenage pregnancy really shot up. Uh, and to the point that with all of the violence and crime going on, they have to have cops in schools, and now they want to take them out. And the reason why they had to put them in there in the first place is because all the teachers were afraid that they were going to get sued if they said anything. And so as a result, kids got their own way, and they never, never, should have gotten that. And so wall builders, you can look that up online and uh, you can read a lot about that. Jane and I went to a conference in um, uh, Washington, D.C. where we uh, spent several days with, uh, I think it was 150 pastors and, and uh, spouses and uh, got to meet with David Barton. And that guy is just, uh, he's got all these things in his brain. He just is amazing. Now, another thing to bring up. The first thing the pilgrims did when they landed at Plymouth Rock in 1620, you know what they did? They knelt and they prayed. And they thanked God. In fact, William Bradford said this. He was the governor of the colony. He said, being thus arrived in a good harbor and brought safe to land, they fell upon their knees and blessed the God of heaven who had brought them over the vast and furious ocean and delivered them from all the, the perils and miseries thereof again to set their feet on the firm and stable earth, their proper element. Daniel Webster, 
there's a great book out by uh, or about him, uh, Daniel Webster. People would close shops down when he came to town to speak uh, because he was such a prolific um, speaker. This is what he, he wrote. He said, lastly, our ancestors established their system of government on morality and religious sentiment. Moral habits they believed cannot safely be trusted on any other foundation than religious principle, nor any government be secure which is not supported by moral habits. So we see all of these things happening in, in our country just going down. I also have, and uh, by the way, any of the books that I have um, after Jane goes through them and my daughter goes through, she's pretty much done. Um, I've got some books and some DVDs. I have two sets of um, David Barton's teaching on what has happened in the United States and uh, how they have rewritten history. And all he does is he shows an original copy of a book. And I don't remember all of them, but let's just say uh, there's a book uh, written about Steve Daniels. And, and way back then, it was like this thick. And today, because they took all of the things out of, uh, had to do with uh, Christianity, all that's left is this book, and that's what they republished today, whitewashed everything out of it uh, that had to do with um, Jesus. So we can say with authority that our country was founded on uh, Christian principles. A vast majority of the 55 framers of the US Constitution were unashamedly born again Christians. And a number of them, which I didn't know until we went to Washington, a number of the framers of the Declaration of Independence were ordained ministers. It's amazing. And we don't know that today. Right now I'm reading a book uh, by or about Benjamin Rush. Benjamin Rush. Who was Benjamin Rush? Uh, don't tell me. Yeah. He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, you get that part right. That's true, he was. That's what made him one of the founding fathers. Benjamin Rush. Let me just read you a little bit here. Uh, when he died in 1813, the writings of the day and other founders who were still alive declared that Dr. Rush was one of our three most notable founders, ranking him in prominence along with George Washington and Benjamin Franklin. And yet you don't hear anything about Benjamin Rush. And why is that? I'm glad you asked. Today, no one has heard of Benjamin Rush or knows any of his accomplishments. So let me read this for you. Benjamin Rush was a leading educator helping start five colleges and universities, including the first college for women. Additionally, he is called, was that the, was that the rapture and we're all still here? That's not good. Okay, where was I? Was that? Oh, leading educator. Uh, helping start five colleges and universities, including the first college for women. Additionally, he is called the father of, Ameri of American medicine, personally trained 3,000 students for their medical degree degrees because he was a medical doctor. Uh, he personally trained 3,000 of them uh, that got their medical degrees, published a number of medical textbooks, and made numerous medical discoveries which still benefit us today. He was also a founder of America's Great Abolition Society. Now that means that, you know, to end slavery. Uh, and uh, so he started that, and uh, uh, because of his faith, we still enjoy the fruit of his labors. Now, as an example, in 1791, 
uh, Dr. Rush founded the first day society, which grew into today's Sunday schools. That's what they're called. Additionally, he also started American's first Bible society. And I know that because I was on the board of directors of the Bible Society of Maine, and they would always talk about Dr. Rush. And so uh, uh, it was the, he, what it was called then was the Bible Society of Philadelphia. The original constitution for the Bible Society was authored by Benjamin Rush. In that constitution, Dr. Rush listed two important reasons that Americans needed Bible societies. First, he pointed out uh, that with a Bible, every individual could discover how to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Second, uh, he argued that if every individual owned a Bible and would study it and obey it, that all of our social problems, including crime, slavery, etc., would diminish. As Dr. Rush explained, it is in living by the Bible that man becomes both humanized and civilized. One other thing, just on as far as our capital, uh, did you realize that uh, in the, uh, on Sundays, because everything was closed down, and uh, the chamber um, became a church. Every Sunday, they had several services held throughout the day in the Capitol. And if you've ever been to the Capitol, then you've walked on sacred ground. Because that was something that, well, yeah, of course we would do that. Why? Because we love and we honor God. And so, as a result of that today, of We've gotten way away from that today. So what happened was a group of political science professors examined the scope of the Christian influence in America by pouring over thousands of documents that impacted our way of living. And this is what they discovered. 34% of all quotes from these documents came from the Bible. 64% uh, of the information um, contained thereof was based on conclusions derived from biblical principles. God is the Lord of a nation when its laws and lawmakers acknowledge the truths and principles of the Bible as the supreme standard. Now just think about what's happened in the last 50 years since I was in high school. We've just seen everything just, and I thought it was great because we had uh, all these things that, uh, we had these new teachers coming in and we could smoke uh, not just cigarettes but pot on the roof over the gymnasium. We could do that. And many of us took advantage of that. And they never should have allowed that. And yet, if I were to step up today and make a stand against that, you can bet they'd be right outside of our church here protesting us every Sunday. Let them come, is right. <laughs> and so, God is the Lord of a nation when its laws and lawmakers acknowledge the truths and principles of the Bible as a supreme standard. And this was certainly true in the formative years of our nation and time doesn't allow me uh, to go through all of those. But it is evident from Psalm 33:12 12 that uh, it was evident that in that was fulfilled in our land. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. However, in the second half of the 20th century, right on to the first two decades of the 21st century, has been a steady spiritual deterioration. 
I mean, what happened to Sunday evening services? What happened to the prayer meeting? You know, you, you look at how they, they uh, built this church and how they had X number of seats because they expected X number of people in the community. We have a bell in the tower and ring, ring, ring. Why did they ring it? They would ring it to bring people to church because they didn't have telephones, they didn't have iPhones or any of that, couldn't send a text. And, and yet we, we still have that bell. Uh, 1860, by the way, is the, uh, uh, what's on that bell because this is the second building uh, that we have had as a church. And this was built in 1860. Well, there's so much more I could say. And uh, let me just, end with this second chronicles 7:14 we can quote it by heart can't we and my people if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven i will forgive their sins and i will heal their land Observe the commandments of God to love one another and, and don't live like a slave because you have come to know Christ and as a result, you're free. You know, when the Civil War ended and the slaves were free, most of them stayed right where they were you know why? They stayed there for an economic reason. Because no longer uh, were they just a slave, uh, but they were now going to get paid, but nobody was going to hire them. And so what they did, they had, some of them were able to get out there on their own, entrepreneurial, but what would happen is that uh, a lot of them went back and said, I'll stay. And most of the slave owners said, well, I'm not going to pay anything. Okay, just let us work and uh, all of that. So the thing I think we need to do as we get ready to observe communion is uh, we need to start making our 4th of July <laughs> every day and to live as free people, not just free in the United States, but to live as free people as born again believers. I'm gonna ask uh, uh, who's, whoever's coming up.